You're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. Along the way, you'll hear from some of my amazing colleagues as they share practical advice that you can apply to your own classrooms. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by my free guide on five ways to better serve students with exceptional learning needs. It can be hard to try to best serve your students with exceptional needs in the music classroom, but it doesn't have to be. There are some simple steps that you can take to help your students while also taking some of the stress off of your shoulders. In this free PDF guide, I'll share five of my top tips for better serving those students that might have exceptional learning needs in your classroom. To claim your free PDF copy, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash exceptional learners. Last week was the first week that I had students in my classroom since Thanksgiving, and it really was an eye-opening week <laughs> for so many reasons. Like a lot of us, during Thanksgiving to Christmas break, we went virtual um, by the order of the county. And when we came back in January, we came back at a new hybrid schedule that didn't allow me to see my kindergarten through fourth grade students um, really at all. We had five minutes each week that we would push in to the classes and just kind of hype up our lessons, but I think we can all agree that that is not ideal for any sort of music curriculum or active music making or anything like that. So for 83 days, my music room had been silent. I'd been teaching through videos that were delivered asynchronously when the kids were at home, and it was rough. And I want to first start off by saying that there are so many music educators that have gone for so much longer than 83 days. There are some music educators that have not been in their classrooms since March of last year. And that is so heartbreaking. There's so much going on in the world right now. And it's, it really breaks my heart that we are not able to make music in the way that we've made it in the past. But as I started listening to my kids and watching them enjoy music live synchronously in person for the first time in 83 days, I was reminded why I joined this profession. Like a lot of us, I've been asking a lot of questions this year. And some of those questions have been, am I in the wrong field? Did I make a mistake when I became a music teacher? But when I was able to actually make music with my kids this week, I was reminded exactly why I do what I do. I have a love for sharing music and creating the magic that are in my students' lives. I mean, have you ever been in a kindergarten classroom and nothing's magical? Like everything is always magical. Like it's an amazing thing. I put on TikTok about, you know, this coffee's hazy and like giving kindergartners drums, but that's what I did. I gave kindergartners drums and they were so excited and it was chaotic. It was absolutely insane. But this is the first time that we've been together making music for 83 days. So we wanted to just be joyful. I wanted to make a joyful noise. I wanted to be super present in the moment. Was it the most spiral curricula moment? No. Was it something that was super methodical in the way I planned it? Probably not. 
But were we making music together? Were we enjoying being together live, not through Zoom, not through Google Classroom, but actually being together? Of course we were. And as much as this year is so hard, and I don't want to take away from this because you are allowed to feel frustrated. You are allowed to feel like this year is just the year that will never end and nothing's going right. But in weeks like this, I'm reminded that there are still moments of joy. And for me, being able to make music with my kids for the first time in 83 days is something that will stick with me for a while. So for those of you that are still not making music with your kids, not in the music classroom, teaching asynchronously or teaching synchronously through Zoom, I feel for you. Hopefully things will get back to some sort of normal soon when we're able to safely return and safely get back to making music with our kids. Until then, I want to give you the permission to change things up. Don't worry about how perfectly sculpted your curriculum is. Don't worry if your kids don't get to where they normally would by the end of third grade. If you don't get to teach fa this year, you don't get to teach fa this year. And that's fine. I think it is important for us as educators, especially as music educators, to reevaluate our goals based on the current emergency that we are living through. Because even though we're, it's almost a year at this point, we're still living in a time of emergency. It's been super drawn out, but we are living through something absolutely crazy. So expecting us to be able to get to the same curricular goals and things like that as, as other years is just completely, it, it, it's not going to end well. <laughs> you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to burn your kids out. And that's not what we need to do. I think it's really important for us to have some sort of perspective shift so that instead of just teaching music or creating music or you know doing the things that we would normally do in a normal year, we're also making sure that we are keeping the love of music alive. Because like I said, I'm probably not going to get to fall this year with my fourth graders. I'm not going to let that determine what I am or who I am as a teacher. My goal this year is to make music whenever and in whatever way I'm able to so that I can create actual musicians that love music and that aren't turned completely turned off of it so that next year when hopefully things are back to more normal, we're able to get to fa. We're able to do the folk dances we would have done. We're able to get to those things later. I think we need to remember that everything right now is kind of shifting. So don't get stuck in a rigid box. Don't get stuck on your standards and, oh, well, it says I have to teach this. Try your best. Don't try so hard that you burn yourself out. You need to make sure that you're taking care of you. You need to make sure you're taking care of your students' emotional health. Because if you're just powering through for the sake of powering through, that's not going to be a pleasant experience for anyone involved. Over the past year, I've had the absolute pleasure to talk with so many music educators and what I've gathered from all these very different teaching situations. Um, some people are still teaching 100% in person and they have the whole time. Some people are teaching 100% virtual and they've been doing that since March. And some people have been going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But one thing that I always find at the core of these conversations is that we are so frustrated because we can't make music in the way that we did. And as much as I hate teaching during a, a pandemic, I have to say that there have been some times where I've had to reevaluate the way I would teach something. And what I learned is that I have been doing things in a way that wasn't really best for my students in certain aspects. 
there are definitely some lessons that I've learned from teaching a pandemic that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my educational career. And am I saying it's worth it? No, (laughs) I wish this thing wouldn't happen. I wish that we would not have had the year that we're having. But I'm trying to hold on to any glimmer of hope as we move forward. Again, your emotions are valid. You are allowed to feel frustrated. Your students are allowed to feel frustrated. This is a frustrating time. This is a lot. Don't get yourself so down. Again, if you don't get to fa, you don't get to fa. In the next few podcasts, you're going to be hearing the story of five different music teachers and their music teacher journeys. This Music in Our Schools Month series follows five amazing music educators and talks about how they ended up in their teaching world and how they ended up where they are now. As I've been talking to so many music educators, I think it is amazing how few of us really graduated high school and realized that they wanted to be an elementary music teacher. So many of us, me included, took such a winding path to get here. And I truly believe that teaching during a pandemic is just one of those really narrow winds. One of those things where it's going to bring us to where we need to be. Uh, and it's going to bring us to where we are able to show some growth in our music teacher journeys. Because even though we're already here, we're still part of the journey. The journey's not over just because we are where we are. So I really hope you enjoy the Music in Our Schools Month series starting next week on the podcast. If you found this episode helpful at all, I would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Not only does this help me understand what you find most helpful, it also helps more music educators just like you find the podcast. To check out the show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash show notes.